Good morning, ladies. This is Lisa with Christian Warrior Woman. I I have an exciting exercise for you to do this morning, and I really want to help build encouragement as we go into the new year 2023 on how to help you build upon your relationship with the Lord. We each have a relationship, whether we're paying attention to it or not. But I want to give you a couple of tips of how you can activate the word in your life and actually um, find it more applicable for today, find it exciting. It's as good as any melodrama in any Netflix series that you could possibly watch when you really you know, understand the dynamics. So I want to give you some quick tips on how to do that. But before we get started, I need you to get some of the the things you're going to need. One is you're going to need your Bible or a Bible app on your phone. You're going to need a pen and paper. I prefer if you can go somewhere and have a quiet spot um, for this particular podcast. Um, If not, if you're driving, you're listening in the morning, you know, listen to it, and then maybe you can um, do the exercise when you're back home um, or in your quiet spot or in your closet, wherever you meet the Lord, that you could do it at that particular point. So if you can, pause the podcast now, and I want you to get your Bible. And for this exercise, I'm going to have you read Proverbs 31 in whichever version you want, whether it's King James, NIV, NLT, okay? And I want you to just read that chapter before you come back, okay? Sounds good? Pen, paper, Bible, read Proverbs 31. And I'll see you in a second. So you are back. Awesome. And you were probably saying, oh, gosh, I know this passage. I've heard it preached a million times, but I'm going to give you a different way to look at it. And that way is how the Lord wants to speak to you in this point in time. You know, you've probably have heard when people say, and I know for me personally, I can read a passage and it means something different to me each and every day. So I want in this exercise for you not to feel that your answer has to be like my answer. The Lord, each of us, there could be 70,000 of you hearing this message. And all 70,000 are going to get what the Lord wants you to get from this passage. But I want to take a common passage and share a different spin because for myself, When I read it, um, the Lord led me to this to prepare with you. He showed me a different way to look at it and a different way than it's always been taught to me. So are you ready? So the first thing I'm going to have you do is in, let's say, a sentence or a few words. I want you to summarize what you read. The overall, if you had to write a summary of Proverbs 31. I want you to just write 
that at this point in time. So you can pause the podcast here if you need to um, do that. So that's the first step. Shouldn't take more than 30 seconds. Okay. You've got your summary. The next step I want you to write is on the left-hand side and you want to space go right down. You want to say who, what, when, where, and let's say why. Da, 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 da. This isn't a school test. <laughs> but what I want to do is show you when, when we say study the word or how to make the word interesting, how to bring it to life in your life today. Um, many people will say, oh, well, that was then. But I will tell you, when you spend time in the word and you pray, you will see that nothing has changed. Yeah, maybe the clothes have changed, the outfits have changed, maybe housing has changed, maybe electricity has changed. But human nature and character is the same in regards to what you want or what you want to look for. So I'm going to share with you kind of what I view as a summary, but there is no right or wrong answer because the Lord, this is the summary that the Lord gave you. And I will promise you that if a week or two from now you read this passage again, the Lord will give you a different insight. That's why it states that it is, you know, like a two-edged sword. It is alive and it is well, and you have the Lord's spirit within you that brings forth the word when you need it and what to bring to your memory at this point in time. So for me, the summary for me at this point in time in my life, I, I can relate to this passage, you know, in preachings and teachings, it was always, oh, women, this is who you need to be. You know, you need to be a Proverbs 31 woman. There's probably ministries all over the country called the Proverbs 31 woman. I don't know about you, but when I read this, if I were to take every single line, do you really know any women that fit every single line of the Proverbs 31 woman? Something to think about. Is it something to strive for? Is it something to pray um, for, to be stronger, to be wiser? Oh, yes. But when I read it this time, because I have three sons, and because at this point in my life, I, I'm trying to see the fruit of what I've tried to teach them and how I've tried to raise them and what I tried to instill in them, that it can, be, it can be challenging and it can be difficult. And you hope, because my dream is that, my hope is that they will, the words that I have shared with them will be the words that they use for their, for their future. And so when I look at it, the Lord is showing me the words of a mother. So when we start out with the who, 
if we look at the who, who is talking? Who is this? This passage begins in Proverbs 31, but I think it's very important, which I never focused on before, is who is speaking? And if you look at the very beginning, it tells you that these are the sayings of King Lemuel. And where did these sayings come from? They contained the message which his mother taught him. You know, I I find this piece very interesting because of the role of women in that point in time, which we'll talk to in a minute, is that men got advice from their dads. They learned how to hunt, how to fight, how to be a man was all from their father. But it goes back to the whole Christian warrior woman thing that how we find how God uses women to build his kingdom. So when we say who, these are the words of a mother. And when I looked at the reading and where I am at this point in my life with three sons who now adults and making decisions on the women in their life and who they date, who they may want to marry, it made me see it as these were her hopes of what her son would look for in a wife. And that took a very different spin for me personally. And if you didn't get that, that doesn't mean you're right, wrong, or indifferent. As I stated, this is whatever the Lord gave you and giving you is for what you need right now. What I'm sharing is what he's giving me for what I need at this point. So my who, and I'll be, I'll be honest, may not sound humble. I think of my sons as kings. I think of them as gifts. And I think of them as being great um, men for women in their future. And I want them to be a man of honor. So when I think of the who, so we know where it came, the words came from the advice of a mom to a son. But I really, although this is written about women, I really see it as characteristics which, you know, Proverbs was written, this is written for a young man, that I see it as really behaviors for men. The behave, the things that men should do, shouldn't do, and what they should really look for, the key qualities of what they should look for in a woman. So although I don't know if I've ever heard a message that focused on the men part of this Proverbs 31. It's always been, you know, as always, we have to be perfect, look perfect, do all of this kind of stuff um, to make our husbands proud. But I really see it as, you know what, you can't have, a, as, a, as a man, you can't have a fabulous woman that's described here by the mother unless you got your stuff together as a man. And I know I have men following this, so this is to you. If you ever say uh, if there's not a message that involves you guys, 
here it is, that this is really, that here he is a king, that uh, every man and every mother wants, what's the best that I could get for my son? And so that's what's really key for the who. And so when we talk about the what, the what of, of what we're trying to go for is the what is talking about adulthood. It's talking about, you know, what the advice would be, what the characteristics should be before you think of marriage, before you think of, of having responsibility. Because the what is, you know, the behavior of men, the role of women. And what I hear in this, which, you know, when we talk about the what, there was a, a sound of equality, a sound that women were not just needing supervision because Eve made bad decisions, but that you should have a woman that brings value, a woman that has character, a woman that you can trust. And there's some key pieces that are talked about in there. So when we think of what the what is, it's the, it's the what of what the passage is about. It's like the what of, sometimes you could look at what are the lies that are in this time frame. Were women equal? Were they just to bear children? Men were in control. You can see that in the different teachings. You could also look at this with him being a king. You could also look at it as a leader. If a man wants to be a leader, if a man wants to be successful, what type of woman should he have in his life? Sound interesting? So when we think of the what, before, when you're planning your life as a man or as a woman, you've got to look for characteristics that are key, that will balance and will improve your life. You know, the what is noble character. When you see that, and I'm looking, I'm reading the NLT um, version. But when you see noble character, what is that? That's the what. A woman should have noble character. But what I can tell you, a woman can't have noble character if she doesn't know Christ. So when I read the Proverbs 31 woman, this is obviously a woman who knows the Lord, who fears the Lord. So when we say, what's the what? But guess what? Another what? A man, the kings that are listening to this, you don't know noble character if you're not a man of God. You won't recognize that. So if you're walking around, gentlemen, this is to you, checking out a woman's hips, lips, and how she shakes it or how she backs it up, that's not noble character. That is fleshly desire. That is lust. So you 
some men have to check what are the characteristics that you're looking for. I'm not saying that you wouldn't desire a woman who's beautiful, woman who is in shape, a woman who carries herself well. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying the beauty on the outside should be reflected on the inside. And when you can get that double bang, then you've hit jackpot. And you only know that when you give yourself time. You can't judge character over a weekend or meeting somebody in a club or seeing them across the room at a Bible study. What will help you know their true character is going through day-to-day life and discussions and understanding um, how what their thought process is. Because we all know how to use our outside self to impress people. We know the words to use. We know how to look. We know how to present ourselves. We know how to wear the right outfits and do all of that. But is that part of the person or is that part of the hook? And men do it too. So are we just showing our best selves forward or are we being our real selves? And only time will give you a clear picture of that. So let's look at the time frame of when this was written. So if we look at it, it's probably around 970 to 931 BC. And, you know, scholars can go through, um, you know, different time frames or agree on 20, 30 years here, etc. But what we do know, it's before Christ and a number of years before Christ. So we know that folks were living by the law at this point in time. So we kind of get an idea of when and and time frame. So where is this? This is obviously the where is in Israel. And obviously it's a Jewish um, kingdom in Israel. And when we think of when, this was a time frame when women weren't equal. Women were viewed as not knowing right and wrong because they were still living, believe it or not, as long as this was, they were still leaving, living with the mindset that Eve, I'm trying to figure out how Eve set the precedence that women couldn't be trusted. But again, if man was smarter, then he shouldn't have eaten the fruit. But that's a whole other thing. So women get blamed. That's a whole other podcast. Women get blamed. And so women are viewed as needing supervision, as, you know, being homemakers, make babies, sew, cook, be under the rule of men, which is kind of sad. But when you read the woman in Proverbs 31, she doesn't exactly equate with the time frame. So I can see this passage in so many ways. I could see this passage of a woman, a mom sharing the desires of maybe who she wanted to be and who she would want her son to have, a woman of of equal character, of equal value, that is industrious, that has her own mind, her own thinking. Wow, there's a lot of different ways that we can run into that. So we've talked about the when 
and the where. The why is back to the faithful mom. This is a mom who knew that fearing God was important. This was a mom who knew to instruct her son that about alcohol, about not wasting your strength. And I have my own little personal joke on what that means. When you look at um, verse three and it says, do not waste your strength on women, on those who ruin kings. I look at that as men having sex out of marriage, just, you know, having sex with folks just to to fulfill their own personal fleshly need, not caring what the ramifications of that may be. Does that not sound like today? Oh, women too, so we don't get off the hook there. Talks about alcohol. Alcohol is for the dying and wine for those in bitter distress. Let them drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles, troubles no more. Does that not sound like today? That people drink People use drugs to do the same exact thing that the mom was stating. This isn't the way her son should live. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Wow. In the enlightened day that we're living in, aren't we asking people to do that today? So when we say, oh, the word is back in the day, when you really dig into this, I'm, I'm right here today. When we talk about women of noble character, when we get down to verses 10, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her. Wow, isn't trust a huge factor today in how we live? Talks about when we move further into the verse, it talks about, you know, how the woman, you know, is a hard worker. She gets up early. She provides for her family. She's a woman that her husband can be proud of. I wish I talked a little bit about the man in this a little bit, but <laughs> I'm teasing. But when she speaks, her words are wise. You know, a woman's language is important. How she speaks, what's her intention? Is there tenderness there? Is there love wrapped in her words when she deals with her husband, her own family, his family, her children? Do you hear? She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world but you surpass them all. And this key passage in verse 31, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. So the bottom line is if, if a woman doesn't know God, if a woman doesn't have a relationship with the Lord. That means not I go to church on Sunday, but that each day she finds time to pray, to read, to fellowship. That that is what is going to get us strength and understanding. And when we say that, when people talk about, does the Lord speak to them? They don't know if they hear the Lord. Well, you know, when you dig into the word 
in a similar exercise to this, you are hearing the Lord. Because for me, I'm hearing the Lord in reading Proverbs 31, but I'm hearing it today as a mom with three sons. And I can relate to the list that I've told my sons of what I wanted them to have in a woman. And to be honest, are they going to bring home a woman with all the things I have said on the list? No, not yet. But, but we always have to set aspirations. We always want to set the bar to be someone that we're not going to ask for less and hope for more. At least in my case, I'd rather ask for more. And if you get a little less, then at least you've asked for everything that the Lord has put on your heart to hope and dream for your children, to hope and dream for yourself as possibly future grandparents. But we as women can't leave our sons to just think that their fathers will tell them everything, that we have a key role in instructing our sons on how to treat women, the woman to look for, and to give them advice, whether they take it or not. I know some of you are like, oh, I've tried, but they don't listen. But even when they don't listen, the one thing that I know is that when I am gone and when you are gone, your words are going to ring in their ears. What they may not what they may not see in their 20s or their 30s, they will see in their 40s and their 50s. I know when I was dating and before I got married, my mom gave me advice. And at the time, I wanted to do my thing. But you know, my mom has passed and her words ring in my ears this day. And the advice she gave me was awesome and it was real and it was true and it was from her heart. And so so don't think if you don't say anything that makes things better. It's always better out of love to know that you've said and done what you could to help. And if it falls on deaf ears, it's similar to when you're trying to um, share the word with someone about Christ. They can receive it or decline it but you've done your portion. So what I wanted to hope um, that you gathered from this passage is to look at maybe some of the lies that you've been told in your life as a woman. Maybe you've been, you know, society doesn't exactly pay women equal for doing the same job. Um, we go out of our way to be perfect. That is, a, it is, you know, bearing children is key and men are in control. We have all of these same dynamics. And the way we're living in the world today was built on this foundation, 970 BC, that the foundation that we're still, I mean, think about it. Women have just, if you think about the rights of women, is still so recent that to think way back when, imagine how a woman was treated. So even then, we had a smart, inspired mother of God who told her son how he should live responsibly and how he should see and view and respect women. So when we see lies, sometimes we can see the foundation of where these lies began. We can look at the who and the what and the when and the where and the why, and even in our own lives, turn it into truth. What's the truth? 
that women are smart, that women are industrious, that women are trustworthy, that women make great wives, that women know how um, to behave and to raise children in a marriage. And women deserve to be paid and deserve the recognition of her husband and men in her community. So I hope this gave you some quick tips on how to read the word. The other piece, the last tip I would share is that if you were raised like I was to only read the King James Version, when I found, which is probably 30-something years ago now, when I found the NIV, it was like sweet candy to my soul when I finally felt that I could understand it and relate. And a lot of people are feeling that about the new um, NLT um, version as well. So you might want to look at the New Living Translation. That's what the NLT stands for. And that breaks it down and it's accurate to the word. And I think um, many of you will find it clearer to understand or interpret. You know, it's not about being a Bible scholar to enjoy and find value in the word. But it is very difficult to have a relationship with God without understanding what the word says. And I will tell you that in life's difficult and various situations, that when you have the word within you, it comes through your speech, it comes through your thinking, and it comes through your thoughts. It does not make you perfect. That's why we need the word and we need to pray for the Lord to give us insight, to give us understanding. So I just wanted to share with you the strength of a mom, the strength of a woman who was representing and making sure that her son, who was a king, that he knew what to look for and the characteristics and what to value in a woman. Let's value that within ourselves. But when we go into the world and whether we're married or dating, whatever our status may be, that we accept that people treat us with that value and with that respect. We don't allow people to bring us to their level, but we bring them to our level. So I pray for you for a blessed day. And until we talk again, I want you to think about this on how you go into 2023 and engaging the word. Know your who, your what, your when and why. And summarize, don't try to just speed read through a book in the Bible, but take one chapter at a time. And I'm a big proponent of starting in Romans and just take chapter by chapter and look at it this way and see if it helps you engage in the Bible. Thank you. Have a good day.